This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show. Are you excited? Because I know I am. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and for months now, I have been getting DMs, emails, and messages from listeners, lovely, lovely listeners, welcome, welcome, to have some of my previous guests back on again, and two of the guests that you have requested to return have been Caroline Hirons and Nadine Baggett. Now, we are in discussions about both those ladies coming back for another solo episode, But it occurred to me in the week that it could be a really good time for everyone involved if we did something of a three-way. If Caroline and Nadine and I all sat down, chatted about all things beauty industry, demystified some of the certain issues around confusion around skincare, talked about a few topical things, hashtag acid gate. So thankfully the diaries aligned. A couple of days later we were in Caroline's office and we went for it. We really, really did. And I have teased this on social media. So I know, as I am at the point of recording this intro, I know that uh, some of you are very excited about listening to it. So with that in mind, I'm not going to do a long extended intro. I am just going to get to it. Now, I'm going to have to split this into two. Don't hate me. But uh, we went on for a very long time. And it's well over two hours. So I'm going to do it in two parts. It just seems to make sense. Feels good, right? So we're going to get into it. But I just want to remind you that if you are enjoying the show, I would be so grateful if you could go over to iTunes or wherever it is that you listen, hit that subscribe button, hit five stars and maybe write a little review about what you like about the show. And if you're not on iTunes, if you're on Android and you can't leave a review, then why not email all of your friends and tell them how much you're enjoying it and that they should be listening too. As ever, I would absolutely love to hear from you. So drop me an email at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I've been getting lots of messages recently and it's so good to be having chats with so many wonderful, brilliant listeners. Some of your points about 26 Habits, some of your questions, some of your observations have been really excellent. Also, why not join the Facebook forum? It's a closed group, but I do approve every single member. And there's quite a few chats going on in there at the moment. Really interesting. So it's become this really lovely community. I will put the link in the show 
show notes. Just click, ask to join, and I will personally approve it. And if you want to just slide into my DMs on Twitter or on Instagram, it's very simple. I'm at Emma Guns, and I do try to get back to everybody as quickly as possible. Now, everything that we discuss in this show, and it's a lot, is going to be in the show notes. But here we are. Here is the... uh, the, what, what, I, what I called when uh, Friday lunchtime this week, here it is. The Emma Gunn Show featuring Caroline Hirons and Nadine Baggett. <laughs> oh my God, Nadine, which one is actually in my face? <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure you're going to be able to use that because no, you're I'll right on the show. Let's use it afterwards. Right, I was thinking about... You're both very good life advice givers, and this is going to come up at some point after beauty, because obviously... Are we on already? Well, I'm just going to start, because if, I, the beginning, if I try to... I'm recording for two minutes. If I try to <laughs> say, right, we're starting, then it'll be like you on the bed with Joe GB, where you'll, you'll go mute, because you'll be like, I don't want to be doing all the talking. I've been briefed. I was briefed during that Joe GB thing to shut up. <laughs> I love Joe. We all love Joe. Joe's love speaking. you, Joe. We love you, Joe GB. <laughs> um, yeah, good life advice givers. So I feel like when Caroline is going through a life thing or a work thing and it's pissing her off, <laughs> the way that she will deal with it is a rant and then it's done. Mm-hmm. The way that Nadine deals with a life or a work event is to <laughs> give people the finger privately. Silently. From behind, behind the, the screen. Door, like a naughty teenager. And then put on lemonade by Beyonce. Would you say that's a fair observation? No, I absolutely do, yeah. No, I mean, we were joking earlier on about the three women who I channel, but they are all super angry, quite powerful black women, and I think that's what I am deep down inside. I want to come back in my next life as that. Because, yeah, I know. I've had some massive changes in my life this year, and I've been really angry with people, and I felt really used by people, and, you know... And I'm not as strong as you in the sense that I don't take it semi-publicly that's you as in Caroline uh, you as in Caroline because you're incredibly you know actually let's be honest here it's now Beyonce Rihanna Missy Elliott Caroline Hirons <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, because I uh, because I think that uh, having worked in magazines for years I'm very aware of what I put out there but yeah no I just put on a bit of lemonade dance around Middle fingers I up, hold your hands. I, that's very interesting. Oh, do you have a specific playlist for rage? I have, a, I have a specific rage playlist. How long is that playlist? Quite long. Is it? Yeah. Should I tell you my songs are on it? Tell me how many I songs are on it. I won't play said songs, obviously. No. Um, yeah, it's a lot of like metal and it's basically metal, let's be honest. <laughs> I remember you saying actually that when you used to have your corporate job, what oh. was the song that you used to listen to when you knew you had to go into a meeting? And Place for My Head. Yeah. Oh, Lincoln no, Park. Park, yeah. So she's thrashing her way out of anger. I'm twerking my You're way twerking out of anger. Your way out of anger. <laughs> and nobody needs to see a 55-year-old backside twerk, trust me. <laughs> and this soft ass is meditating my way through anger. Yes! She's already bothered me true. off this morning. Emma, I watched your Insta stories. You've been reading too many self-help books. What did you say? I my said mental, mental scan. scan. She wakes up in the morning, does a meditation, and does a mental scan. I said, no, normal people just say, I sit and think, oh, how do I feel about that? No, she's doing a mental scan. No, all like I'm... something out of Terminator. <laughs> no, all I meant was, is that when I get up in the morning, shuffle to the kitchen and make coffee, I'm just, I'm, I lit, my brain goes, you've got so much to do today, and you're not going to get it done, you wanker. And then I have to pull myself well, off Why would you talk to yourself Exactly. Like what is wrong with you? I know. I know, I sort of, I scare myself into sort of, Overanalyzing and paralyzing myself, but then I'm fine. And then fine. you text us, and then we abuse you, and then you're fine. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm, a little bit. <laughs> so this is a this is a live action WhatsApp group because we do have a WhatsApp group for some such occasions. But I think it's very interesting that three successful women handle things in different ways. Oh. I'm not telling you that's not the way to handle it. It's just not the way I handle no, it. No, but you're not fluff and nonsense. No. I can't I can't be dealing with woo and fluff and nonsense. Nadine sent Don't me a, crystal me or chakra me. Nadine sent me a message this week and it was a screen grab of some crystals and she just said, This picture got somebody unfollowed. <laughs> Naming no names. No, I need to know who it is off the record. Well, I'll tell you off the record, but not here. Obviously. Um, so, what I thought would be interesting... A skincare company sent out crystals with a cream, which I, I didn't get. It doesn't bother me anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it, they were focusing on the crystals. Because this, this week... This is going up on Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. This week we've had the full moon, haven't we? We've had the Mate, I have had five full moons this week. Every day has been a yeah. full moon moment for me. Do you, so do you believe in it? No. But right. when people tell me that's why I'm going crazy, I'm happy to accept it. Otherwise, I just think that a lot of people are lying pieces of shit. <coughs> so I have to think that they're just having a full moon moment and they'll right. get past it and then go back to Jesus and be nice again. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, I would just walk around going, is everyone an asshole? Yes. No one wants to do that. So. Whereas you think, when people say things about the moon, you... No, some of my best friends are completely woo, but I just know. No, stop externalising what you're going through. No. And is... also, stop externalising excuses. Like, stop being an idiot. Don't be a dick. Hashtag mm. don't be a dick. Don't use the moon as an excuse. For also, appalling behaviour. But also, don't put your fate into the hands of anybody else but yourself. Mm. Don't put it in the stars. Don't put it in your horoscope. Don't put it into crystals. Don't put your power into other people either. Just don't. That's, see, that's why... Owning yourself, owning your flaws, owning your faults, owning your own destiny, owning your career, owning where you are in your life. Mm. Did you see the Will Smith thing? So important. What Will Smith's Smith now thing? on Instagram and everybody was reposting it. And yeah. he did this thing in a gym, and I've never been a particular big Will Smith fan, but he was absolutely right. He was saying, even if you go through something really, and obviously you do when you're younger, you go through working relationships, personal relationships where you've been abused emotionally, physically, whatever. And then he was saying, but eventually, I think one of his children said, I'm blaming that person. And he said, eventually, you've got to stand up and go, I get that. I get where I've been in the past, but where I am here and now and where I am moving forward is under my control. Mm. What he was basically saying was, it might be their fault, but it's your responsibility. How you react to to it, it. yeah, to fix it. That's exactly what he said. And I loved him for it. It's good advice rather than, yeah, crystals. And Someone things. somewhere will have it recorded. I don't know if it's in his highlights, but I just thought that was genius. Oh, it was a story. I'll find it. Mm. You guys are so much better on social media than I am. No, to be honest, I don't follow him. Um, I don't follow many men on social media, but a lot of my people I do follow were screen grabbing it and showing it. And oh. I just thought it was really interesting. Okay. And that's basically my principle in life. I like it. It does explain a lot about you because I never no I never hear you moan I never hear you talk about um, something that happened a while ago you don't hang on to things you oh really... God who has time who has time don't say you never hear me moan I moan a lot I just don't moan about my life and my situation because I don't think one anybody wants to hear it no and two if you're moaning about it put that energy into changing it mm. I'm not saying we're not moaning before we put this on, before <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. press record, the Hirons and the Bagger were moaning for a full ten minutes. But you know, it's kind of—I call it sort of, you know, happy moaning. I'll just complain about stuff, mm, but you I, let it go. I don't yeah, let it do go, let it go, and I don't let it get me down. And I don't sort of 
I mean, I would say that I hold long-term grudges, but they don't affect me. I don't care about them. So it's not like when they say holding a grudge is like drinking uh, the poison and expecting the yeah. other person to die? Oh, I don't think so at all. I think if you hold a grudge and you carry anger, that's different. I don't carry anger. I just carry DGAF. So it would be, <laughs> right, I'm holding a grudge against you and I'm never working with you again, you sack of poop, or never... Yeah. being your friend again well you know I'm just yeah but I think that you, also comes from a position of power you know I've done events with Caroline that she's an incredibly powerful woman mm-hmm. and I don't only mean that personally I mean that professionally mm-hmm. nobody nobody can shift product like Caroline <laughs> so so if she's annoyed with a brand or a distributor or a retailer she can move on well this is another thing this is where our WhatsApp group gets quite interesting because you and I have obviously worked for magazines where we've got Stockholm Syndrome we've got Caroline says she's always like the pair of you got Stockholm Syndrome grow a backbone not a wishbone Um, that's a sweatshirt as well that's like Fanny's flights and festivals but I didn't invent that that's from Eat Pray Love oh is that yeah because we will it's stuck with me if a brand annoys us or if we feel like there's you know something that doesn't feel very good about a working relationship with a brand we'll just suck it up and chat to each other privately uh, because we don't, we are, we have the muscle in us of not upsetting them, because we that don't upset the us, apple cart. That would have got us into trouble in our old jobs. Mm. Whereas you're just like, deal with it. But I've also had some great stories about Caroline. Bearing in mind, Caroline has only been self-employed how many years? Um, two thousand, end of two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Okay, so that's eight years, so considerably longer than you or I. Mm. But by the same token, she's worked for some really big brands, and has told them to. Yeah. Get into the sea. <laughs> Get in the sea. And brand owners. And I only heard this from a PR the other day. Yeah. A lot of people now say to me, oh, in, fact, in fact, I'm getting emails going, you know, Caroline, can you introduce me? Oh, shut up. Um, and uh, seriously, no, seriously. And so I, I had a meeting with a PR the other day who said to me, who previously worked with somebody and has now gone back to the somebody. I know exactly who this is. And she said to me, Oh my God, yeah, you know Caroline, don't you? Do you know what? Caroline's amazing. She told the owner of that company to fuck off. Mm. How many times have you been in a meeting where you wanted to say that and you've never done it? Caroline's done it. To be in context, it was totally appropriate and called for. Just want to put that out there. I don't believe for a second that you would tell someone to fuck off unless they really deserved it. They did. I don't think you just impulse do it. I think you're like, right, I'm looking at the situation and you, F off. But God, I also say, Caroline basically supports her entire family. Mm. Four kids, incredibly sexy husband. (laughs) You'll love that. Not inappropriate. Gorgeous gorgeous place in London. I mean, that's that's, walking away from a working relationship is not Mm. without. It's, you know. Yeah. Results. I did it with a brand as you And that's know. power. Yeah, when I gave my notice in at Lizelle, I underknowed about it because I had a great job and I'd been there yet, but I knew I had to leave. It just wasn't, it was like putting a, you know, normal peg into a messed up hole. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. And it was Jim. Are you the peg or the messed up hole? I am the normal peg okay. in that relationship, trust me. And it was Jim who said, it was Jim who 100%, I was like, oh, I can't do it. The, you know, the, the kids and the mortgage and, you know, and he just went, love, just give me notice in. What's it matter? What's going to ha- What's the worst that's going to happen? We're not going to lose the house. Kids are going to be fed. You'll get another job tomorrow. Give you notice in. F them, pretty much. And I just hit send. It's a beautiful thing. He's a good man. He's, He's a good, good man. man. <laughs> he is very cute. <laughs> so, could, in my, in, I just have to say, you know she's got a massive thing for Simon the Bon. Yeah, yeah. Your husband is so much sexier. Oh, obviously he's so much sexier, but I didn't fall in love with him when I was 11. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, we went to an event in October last year, and it was it was the um, breast cancer awareness. Yeah, it was at the ambassador's house, and I walked in. And I was, it was a very crowded room, and I was a little bit overwhelmed. I have to be honest. And um, I just saw this gentleman, glasses, moustache, and a scarf. And I was like, oh, it must be a photographer. And as I got a bit closer... A bit rock and roll. Yeah, it's a bit rock and roll, a little bit edgy, had like a... Didn't belong in beauty. You could no. imagine him shooting, like, the supermodels back in the day. Oh, God, he's really going to smile. And then I was like, oh, he's with Caroline. And then the penny dropped. I was like, oh, my God, George, Mr. Harren's hello. <laughs> chewed his ear off for ages. He enjoyed that evening surrounded by gorgeous women all night. I bet he did. Yeah, he had a good time. It was a fun evening. Um, so, skincare experts, both of you, Caroline, Caroline, I'm pointing at Nadine. This, this bodes well. Nadine. Nadine has been a health and beauty journalist for how many years? 26 years now. 26. And I was late to the game because I was a, a trained journalist first, so uh, I didn't actually a start. A trained journalist? They still exist? Yeah, as in NCTJ. <laughs> Back I did in the, the day, NCTJ. you could not work in magazines mm. until you did your NCTJ and you became a member of the National Union of Journalists. So By the way, I say that to the journalists, I say that in a totally supportive manner, Ooh. not slagging them off. It's just when I look at magazines now, half the articles, it doesn't even list that it's written by a journalist. No. Like, because they're just getting people on the cheap and not paying journalists what they're worth. Um, they didn't even back in the day. So I was 29 before I even became a beauty editor. So, right. Yeah, yeah. I did features first and health and stuff like that, and then I thought, oh, it's much more fun over that side of the office. What are they doing? But you're oh, they're the beauty, they're the beauty department. But your health background means meant that you came in with a very, at the time, unique perspective. Yeah, I'm just really super sceptical. I'm totally on the side of science. I always ask the questions that they don't want to answer. That, no, that people don't, the brands don't want to answer. What's the ingredient? What's being the active ingredient? Oh, your active ingredient comes from space. A does it really come from you're, you're branding it as space does it really come from space and in which case did it come from an asteroid that hit the earth if it didn't how did you get it how did you get it how did you and test that's fine it? make it in a lab I don't have a problem with making things in a lab I'm totally pro labs just be transparent mm. one of the things that Caroline and, and I both like about brands is brands that are transparent Caroline's just written a brilliant brilliant oh, blog post God, so about listing inky ingredients that won't tell you all but it'll tell you damn sight more than just going this will solve your problems. Mm. I mean... Because that's Caroline's background, isn't it? Way before the blog. I know we've covered this in the previous podcast, but you've got a, years and years of working in the industry and, like, yeah. hands-on. That's the difference. I mean, I think uh, I saw um, Rose McGowan this morning on an interview she did on TV, and it was the first time I've thought, oh, actually, I like her, because I've always thought she was a bit, like, hard or just a bit messed up. I don't know, you know, just... But she said... She was talking about CAA and the Me Too movement and how... Uh, Alyssa Milano Mm -hmm. is married to a CAA agent and CAA were the ones who accused of pimping out people to Harvey Weinstein so of course they're in it for the PR and then then the woman and this is what and it immediately made me think of the beauty industry and I'm in no way comparing my work experience in the beauty industry with that and Rose McGowan at all but what she said was the woman who was interviewing her which always pisses me off said these are some very powerful people you're talking about semi-threatening and Rose McGowan sat up in her chair and she went I know so am I and I went love literally I was in the kitchen making a brew and I went go on love because nothing pisses me off more than a a sort of a perceived threat Mm -mm. and that's what I've experienced in the beauty industry like oh really you're going to get another job you don't have a degree where are you going to go like just Mm. you know and I I agree I've watched that Rose McGowan documentary as well and I think what's interesting about it is it's that constant the beauty industry is very much manned by women 
her at, owned, ev- at I mean. every single yes. level. So from the person that's consuming it to the person that's selling it to the person that's writing about it to the person that's distributing it. And then at some level, it all becomes men. It's the ultimate patriarchal society. And I love it when, for example, Vasiliki at Unilever in the UK, a woman becomes super powerful. She runs kicks around. She kicks I love us. And it's why I always support women led brands because mm. you have to even if you don't believe in their principles you have to support other women I'm a diehard feminist but I do think that you either rebel against it like Caroline and me eventually and you own your own platform and your own own your own voice or ultimately you will always be patronised and that's the identity that I get with Rose McGowan yeah. and I think what's interesting also the media is all owned by men as well I think what's interesting is our opinion of Rose McGowan came through a voice that was male controlled so yeah. they were like She's hysterical. Yep. She's hard. Mm-hmm. She's, she's emotional. She's emotional. She shaved her head off. Well, no wonder, because she was massively abused as a child, raised in a crap. No wonder she's tough on the surface. She's had to become tough mm. to survive. And then shat on all over by Hollywood. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was just... I, I hate being patronised. I hate being... Jim bought a T-shirt the other day, and I was like, oh, love. That's the kind of thing I'd wear. And it says, go on, underestimate me. Underneath it says, that'll be fun. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like... That's man I married go on Mr Hirons that is excellent I like that so with both of your platforms you actually considering that we know that this is a structure of the beauty industry the world in which we all work you were like no I'm going to make my own niche and that is a bit terrifying this Mm -hmm. podcast is that same thing your channel your channel um did you did you ever think twice about it or was it just no this is obvious I have to do it um I didn't think twice I just did the blog I didn't think the blog would ever become my 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 job I, you know, and I'm still working in the industry, mm. so I, I just I didn't think the blog would become something that was that would make money or that was something I'd even have to you know or become the powerful sort of thing it has. Mm. Um, I I but it was it's always terrifying. You know, I'm a working class girl. I've been in situations where when my mum and dad got divorced, where we didn't have any money, and Jim comes from a working class background, and you know I'm talking piss poor mm. when we were kids, both of us. And for short periods of time in my case, you know. And that never, ever leaves you. You never have... The only thing I have is my background, my backbone is my mum. I know if it all went to shit tomorrow, I could turn up on her doorstep and she'd go, come on then, the kids left to sleep on the sofa. My mum has always been my... Not so much a rock, but as like Aya's rock, like a boulder, (laughs) you know. And I've always joked and said, you know, if I got arrested for murder, my mum would go... What did they do? <laughs> Literally, what did they do to deserve it? Because obviously they deserved it. Oh, we'd yeah. be on a WhatsApp group going, oh, I wish I got there first. Because <laughs> I can so, pretty much guarantee anybody you'd want to murder, we'd have always wanted to murder. Pretty much. So, yeah, I... Um, we'd just be the other guys. The, 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 no, the fear is always there. Every time I hit send on a blog post that I know will piss off some members of my industry, I have the fear. But that doesn't come across. I mean, That's never very interesting. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, of course, because I'm human. I don't do this for the drama, you know, but, but when I'm right, I get the feeling. I can't explain it. I get the, like, I get the, I just get the feeling that I know I'm right and I know there are women out there or men and men obviously that feel the same way as me and I hit send and then lo and behold, within 20 seconds, my comments are full of, oh my God, I thought it was just me. Isn't that interesting? I would never have thought that there was a minute, a second of doubt with that. But I think the doubt is healthy because it shows I care. Mm. You know, I think if you don't have the doubt and you're just out there with abandon creating drama, there's no value in that for anyone. Mm. It's self-destructive. 
you know, I don't, I don't want to destroy the. I love this industry. Yeah, that's the thing. Is we both genuinely love this. I industry. love this industry. It's like I'm in my happy place every single day when I'm at work. Are there things that are messed up about it? Yes. Is it difficult to call some of them out? Yes. The whole thing about Tarts Foundation not catering to women oh, of colour. That annoyed me. And I watched all of my friends on YouTube who basically, like Jackie Einer and Steph Nicole. Steph Nicole apologised and said. In the past, I've never even thought about... I'd go in and pick up a colour. I've never even looked down the darker shades. And now, I'm, I give you my word, I'm not going to review any brand that doesn't cater to women mm. of colour. And, you know, she was explaining how in the industry it's down to the retailer and it's, you know, the shelf space and very, very viable arguments. And I watched it and said, no, it's because they're not at the table. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you just said, Nadine. The hierarchy in the beauty industry is white. White, white men, middle class white men. middle class to wealthy women who went to uni. There is no, I cannot think of one person of colour in the hierarchy in the UK beauty industry. Can you? No. Not above PR director. No. Not brand manager. No. 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 Jeez. Not one. They are not at the table. They're not hired. They're not at the table. So if you go into any of the, even the brands I've worked for, mm. There's no black faces on the NPD team, which is new product development. So they're testing product for each other. And they're all white. Different shades of white. And that's why you get, you know, cream, beige, honey. Oh, you've got a tan, honey. Also, black people don't don't call it tan. (laughs) That's telling everyone that you're catering to white people. Mm. Black people do not tan the way that you put the colour tan. It drives me insane. Mm. So you can scream about inclusivity all you like, but you're not sitting at the table. And that is not the fault of people of colour it's because they are not being hired Mm. when I worked in Harrods store approval we all knew openly if you had black staff you'd have to pray they got through store approval we all know it it's all been in the press in the time of Al Fayed he would only hire blonde women who were young thin wore pearls and were pretty and preferably came from Fulham so I'm I'm so emboldened by the inclusivity movement in the sense of body positivity, embracing different skin tones, embracing different ages. And I think from our point of view, from a digital point of view, from Twitter, from Instagram, you can, you can create your feed so that it is an incredibly positive f- place mm. where these women are all really inclusive. So you want to see real women, as Caroline started with a That's Not Me campaign, reflected back at you. But the brands are still... They talk the talk, but so few of them walk walk. the walk. And then when they have the the perfect opportunity to prove themselves, it all goes to shit, like L'Oreal. With the um, dropping... Huh? Amina and Munro Bergdorf. And Munro Bergdorf. But I have to say, at least L'Oreal are trying. Yeah, but are they trying? When Monroe Bergdorf, they could have backed her up to the hilt and said, actually, it was taken out of context, this is what she said, and we support her. And they didn't. They ran for the hills. I think that decision was made out of Paris, and Paris are incredibly conservative. Um, But, yeah, but I think at least L'Oreal are attempting to be inclusive of all ages and all skin tones and all sizes. I can't think of another brand that is coming even close to that. I really can't. It does. But you're, like but you're right. I, th- I do think things are changing. I, I think it's the aging thing is going to be difficult. But until women of a certain size and a certain skin colour are at the table making the decisions about new products, about uh, marketing, about advertising, about PR, until they're at the table and they don't feel less than and they have mm. the power to use their voice and go, 
just a second, hang on, hang on a minute here, like I am now. Like, I didn't know I was ageist when I was 25. Now I'm 55, and I look around and I don't see myself reflected back, and I'm gobby. So I go, just a second here, love. Mm. Where's the older person in that campaign? I shouted at Revlon the other day, because they're like, oh, inclusivity. Slim, beautiful, yeah. multi-skin toned. Nobody particularly larger, nobody older, nobody like that. And I think it's the same. And I think until you have that voice... And you wonder why these people are angry, but they have a right to be angry and they have a right to be shouty about what they say. And it's why I support people who are body positive mm. and are inclusive for, and I think Monroe Bogdoff's amazing. Some people think inclusivity means that they've used 23, 24 and 25 year olds in yeah. their campaign. <laughs> or they've actually gone up to a size 14. <laughs> woohoo, 14, woohoo. Or you might use a woman who's in her early 40s. Oh, come on now, calm down, Nadine, calm ancient, down. Yeah. Calm down. You're hysterical. Yeah. So I don't think anybody. Are you on your period? <laughs> I'm not. I haven't had a period for at least five years. That's how I know you're weak. Are you on your period from the gaming community? Nice chat. The gaming community. Oh, because I tweeted something and it got picked up and put on a gaming drama channel. So I've had like 14 year old boys with no pubes calling me a whore. What? Nice. Okay. What's the worst thing that's ever? I, this is going to sound so much better. What's the worst thing that anybody has ever said to you digitally? Because the thing about digital, we were discussing this. The thing about digital is. If somebody hides behind a phone or, picks a, up her phone. Oh, a screen grab it's or a keyboard or anything like that, they feel they have the right to say anything yeah, to your yeah. face. So you, while she's looking for that, you first, Emma, what's the worst thing anybody's ever said to you? No, to be honest, I think I've got off very, very lightly. I've never had anything particularly negative. I've had... That doesn't mean that anyone needs to start now. I think... No, I... I I think the worst thing actually recently was that um, somebody who often likes my Instagram pictures, etc., left a review for me on iTunes and it was really quite scathing. And what did they say? Um, oh, they, it was about the Brandon interview and they basically said, oh, she was so far up his ass, it was obsequious. And I was like, well, Brandon's actually quite a hard person to wrangle. Oh, you don't understand the. So hard to interview. You don't understand the dynamic in the room. He was sort of on a chair next to the sofa and I was on the sofa that was plunging so there was this weird sort of I was sort of down here and he was up there and so that does have an effect on how an interview goes and also I hadn't met him before and so yes there were definitely times when he was talking about stuff and I was like where on earth is he going (laughs) but that's very Brandon yeah but the purpose of this podcast is to let people kind of speak and so I read it and obviously, like, for an hour or two, it was like, oh, she's right, I should probably stop doing my podcast, I'm terrible, I'm useless. And then I thought, well, she's totally entitled to her opinion. But it did it did have the effect of, why did you have to leave such a negative review? If you don't like it, just don't listen. So I had two things recently that got to me, because I've only been doing YouTube for a couple of years, and 99% of the time you get positive reviews, but the one that always mm. is. So I've had two recently. I've had, off the back of the Brandon interview, mm. I had a whole host of people going stop interrupting him you're such a bad interviewer I've been interviewing people for 25 years can I just say every one of those people that said that you try sitting in front of Brandon Truax for an hour and a half knowing that you've got to answer every single one of your followers Mm. and community's questions that you'd ask and he starts going off on some obscure ingredient for hours on end and you had someone actually say to you you did a good job of wrangling him whereas when Emma did it she just let him speak Oh, I you didn't actually notice that. Really. Talking, talking to Brandon is like herding cats. Yes. Talking to Brandon is like herding kittens. Like herding kittens who've been given sugar and catnip. <laughs> yeah. Um, my worst comment is language. Can I say the language? Go of course on. you can. 
who the fuck are you you retarded fuck just kill yourself already do something actually relevant and then talk shit about other people you sack of dead skin <laughs> that was this morning he seems like a nice boy your mum's proud of you love that's so ridiculous oh yeah it's also easy to ignore yeah that's easy to ignore I have one that wasn't so easy to ignore I was doing and, and this what frightens me I film my little videos and then I watch them back on my fairly large Apple screen yeah. and then I realise people like you are watching them through their widescreen TVs nobody needs to see this face in widescreen I, high yeah. definition and somebody went I'm really sorry I just can't listen to a word this woman says I need to concentrate on her moustache hey it was and a I, bad moustache and I instantly it, well no the funny thing is is, is obviously I'm getting slightly hairy as I'm getting older but I never do anything about my moustache I instantly ran I read it instantly ran into the other room to my size 30 mirror and thought do I need to do something about my moustache <laughs> whereas what I should have done is channeled Caroline Hirons and went you know I had into my, the sea the, but the yeah. one I had that I here's the, here's the thing with online let's not dwell on it because it's not a negative space for me my lot mm. are great you know yeah, I get the odd so I get the odd random you know but I I had one it, the thing is if you get a comment online and you respond in the same context and tone mm-hmm. and use the same syntax that they gave to you you're called a bully mm-hmm. if you respond in the same way so someone left a comment on my Instagram that said you need to do something about your eye bags remember this and I just replied underneath instead of deleting it or just ignoring it I put you need to do something about being a dickhead (laughs) and it was like one of my most liked comments ever like just why you need to do something about your eye bags why would you why who does that and I think somebody the other day said to me a really sweet little fashion blogger said to me the other day she said that somebody had really come for her and she said she just sat back she got really upset and she replied back she said can I ask you a question would you come up to me in the street and say that to me? Because if you wouldn't say it to me, what makes you think you can say it mm. and type it? I still read that. I'm still hurt by it. But then, obviously, what I do is channel Beyonce. Beyonce yeah. Never I don't fingers get hurt by up, it. put your hands high. Do you? Do, do either of you ever take it as? I'd, um, there's no such thing as bad. No. What do I no. mean? You no. Know I still, I still. No. We're too old for that shit. I don't. You know. There's no such thing as bad bad press. Yes, there is. Check Glossier's Instagram today if you don't think so. <laughs> yes, there is. But no, I just mean you'd rather people be talking about you than not talking about no, you. Is no, I was going no, no. Because no. if it's unnecessary, if someone said actually the review you did for this, if you because I get people pulling me up all the time, mm. that's totally fine. You know, the blog is eight years old. Of course, I'm going to change my mind about things, mm-hmm. have different mm-hmm. ingredients. Things are going to change. So if someone says, well, when you reviewed this, that had the same ingredient and you didn't mind that. And I'll go back and I'll look and I'll go, right, why would that? Why would I think that? Look at the formulas, look at the context and then reply to them and go, you're spot on. Or, well, actually, what you'll find is that the, I know something about Because I think people forget I'm on the inside. I'm not looking at this industry from an outsider. Mm-hmm. So I know things that I, A, can't talk about, B, have signed NDAs. Like, you know, there's always other stuff behind yeah. the scenes also, but I'm the first to go thank you for pointing that out I've altered it or I don't think that's right but thanks for your comment you know mm-hmm. blah 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 when people have feedback yeah. totally fine but if they said you know if they just said uh, you posted about this six years ago and you said this about it and also you have eye bags I'd delete it because I don't care mm-hmm. if that's all you've got to say to me do better be yeah. a better person <laughs> yeah. and also we were discussing this earlier on because um, skin changes especially in the last two or three years Skin formulations, makeup, beauty has changed so dramatically mm. that things do change. I remember somebody came in back, coming back to me and going, well, just a second, I thought all alcohol was bad for your skin. And I'm like, well, just a second, formulations change. There's, there are certain types of alcohol, if they're fatty esters, that aren't bad for your skin. And also, if it's on your face for a short period of time, and it's also loaded with hyaluronic acid and glycerin and natural moisturising factors, 
you can balance things out mm. it's, it's, it's not a static industry things change opinions well, this change a, this is a really interesting time in beauty I think because it's, it's gone from being quite black and white to do use this don't use that to being read the ingredients list understand what you're doing which do we feel though that 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 whole decium ordinary thing is just going too far now yeah it's making people think they're scientists uh, it's it's not only making things people I, I mean I I've got literally got followers that screen grab everything they buy and instead of buying one or two things they've bought eight things from the ordinary and they're like what do I do now and I'm like don't do for a start ask Brandon for a start don't put all those on your face at once you know you can't go from using a Clinique solid cleansing bar mm. and a tub of ponds to 15 different ordinary steps mm. just yeah treat your skin with a little bit of respect back off add things in slowly and yeah I, I feel like like how many different retinols are there now it's mm. just all really well, confusing this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you retinol specifically because it's had there was the BBC documentary where it came out as being a proven topical to have a a noticeable impact on skin in terms of re- the reduction of fine lines and wrinkles and etc etc and now everywhere people are going I've bought this I've bought this retinol but maybe how do they first of all is that correct is it something everybody should be using yes when should you start using it is there an age that's too young I remember I texted you recently because uh, someone I know was using it age 30 but using quite a lot and I said, is that not too early? And you were like, no, as long as she's not got oily skin. Is that right? Depending on their lifestyle. I think it depends on uh, your lifestyle, how old you are, because there is only, your skin has a life cycle. You can only turn it over so many times. Mm. So that's why these women who have super strong peels, generally in New York area, you can see through their face. Oh. Because they've peeled themselves within an inch of their life, you know. So retinol... So can you but, peel too much? Of course like, you can, yeah. yeah. And we all... Everybody in the industry knows retinol is the gold standard. It just mm. is. Vitamin A. We should say vitamin A, mm. not retinol. Vitamin A is the gold standard. So I wasn't surprised by the documentary. You know, I did think it was just another... It was a bit pointless in the oh, end. We didn't... TV really company's not taking beauty seriously. Oh, yeah. no, I thought it was a value for this reason, because uh, this came up in the podcast forum on, on Facebook, and I said, yes, a lot of you are feeling like you'd heard it before, but... This was mainstream. This is a big deal. This was taking the conversation to a much wider audience. So mm. for that reason, I think it was quite a good thing. Yeah. But I think the kind of people that we engage with on social, our followers, our listeners, our viewers, are already way ahead of that documentary. That curve, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm of the opinion that retinol can be, and we're not talking derivatives of retinol, we're talking retinol and upwards, yeah? Mm. So vitamin A basically is the gold standard anti-aging ingredient there are different formats of it the different formats are all at some point converted in the skin to something called retinoic acid Mm -hmm. and retinol is the closest you can get to retinoic acid which is what your skin actually uses when Mm -hmm. your skin when you put retinol on your skin it converts it to retinoic acid in your skin Mm -hmm. retinoic acid is a prescription cream that obviously you can only get from your doctor or dermatologist but there are retinol palmitates there are whole different What's collection palmitate? of palmitate so basically what they do is they add an oil onto it it slows its right. release into the skin so basically there are different forms of retina of, of vitamin a that you can use um but once you get to the retinols there is a risk of irritation my argument would be if you don't have a problem to solve in your 20s so if you've got breakouts pigmentation go for it 
unless you've got a problem to solve, don't really think about introducing it probably until you see the first signs of ageing. Yeah. But now there are a whole new generation of retinols that are less irritating and they make them less irritating by simply sticking a molecule on the end of maybe an oil or something like that so it slows its release into your skin because it goes into your skin really quickly but by the time you get to my age or I mean Caroline's younger than me but I've only just to, started using it now yeah yeah quite rightly so what you've just turned 40 mm. yeah only because you gave it to me and it, will, <laughs> and it will suit your skin because you've got you have in the past had slightly oily skin mm. and I think you're exactly the right age to start using it by the time you're Caroline's age, you should be into a regime. And by the time you're my age, without a doubt, it should be your gold standard every single night. And I use a mixture of a retinol, a 1% retinol. Um, and then in certain periods of the year in the winter, I use a prescription Retin-A. Now, one of the things I want to get both your opinions on, I recently changed my skincare because I went round to her place to teach her how to use an affiliate link program. And in return, I gave her a skincare regime. Of serums. <laughs> and she said, start layering serums, because I will happily, and for years have, just put astral. What? I know, I know, you're <laughs> going to get really upset, aren't you? You know what? astral? No, I know astral. My right. face isn't dumbfounded because of ast- the, what astral is. It's she could give you the inky list like that. What? Till when? Maybe, not every night, but I used to quite like it because of the simplicity. And it gave me the same feeling the next morning as creme de la mer. But maybe, like, I stopped using it in November? Are you shitting me? Don't eject me from this building, Caroline. I don't know. I think because I'm so lovable and endearing. Mm. (laughs) God help me. She's like a puppy dog. Choose your sofa. (laughs) So this is useful. Oh my God. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) She's lost the world to know. Okay. So now I'm a complete convert. I now layer serums like like I'm a skin intellectual through and through. Um, Where do you guys both stand on this? The layering of serums and no creams. I love I love laying a serum. When I when I had the flu for the last seventy five years, it feels like <laughs> um, I all I could reach for was serums, and I knew I was just going to be so dehydrated between being ill, having a fever, and being on antibiotics. Mm. And I was just layering hyaluronic acid, different like, different ones of hyaluronic acid. And if I could reach um, a Murad hydrating essence, I'd shove that on top. But uh, I'm not. You know, I did the blog review of the Walida Skin Food, which mm. which is thick grease. Mm-hmm. You know, you could use it to oil a car. But I I did it because it's perfect as a temporary fix if you've done something to your skin or you have chronically, systemically dry skin that you inherited from your parents or eczema or something like that. But you wouldn't use it every day because mm. your skin's not going to... I mean, it's just, it's just not necessary. See, I think, and I said this to you, Nadine, I think that what I had become addicted to... And what my brain interpreted as me doing good for my skin in terms of its health and its look and its feel, etc., was that tacky, dewy feeling. Mm. Like, the kind you get when you have a facial and they do all that layering when they finish with the cream. That kind when you have a facial and then you go out into the room and wash your face because you can't bear the tacky, dewy feeling. Yeah, that one. And it's all in your hair. That one. And on your lips. (laughs) Oh, lips! I I feel like we've been trained to believe that that, the the feeling of moisturiser... I think we have. This is the thing. I think in the... with the exception of something like quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The three-step, which from Clinique, which was groundbreaking at the top, groundbreaking at the time, it was essentially, and that's what the BBC documentary said. All you really need for great skin is a moisturizer, mm-hmm. and a moisturizer at the point was just oil and water in a cream mm-hmm. that hydrated your skin. Now, we all know Sally Hughes. Sally Hughes has clinically dry skin all over her body. She's ten percent of the population, and you can always tell people that got clinically dry skin. Mm-hmm. Sam and Nick have also got it as well. Their skin is flawless. They literally do not have a pore. They're not producing any sebum at all. And you look at Sam and Nick and you just go, that's not fair. (laughs) But But Sam and Nick hate their skin. But they continually feel like their skin is a size too small all over their body. I don't get that, all right? So... 80, then you've got 80% of the population that have got normal skin, then you've got 10% of the people that have got chronically oily skin, mm-hmm. and that's obvious, large pores, breakouts, mm-hmm. blackheads, all those things. The vast majority of people, I believe, do not need a moisturiser. And that's not because they've been wrong for 20 years, it's because formulations are now available that are so sophisticated, they give all the hydration mm-hmm. without the need for the added oil, without the need to seal the skin in. 20 years ago, with the exception of ANR, there were no serums. Mm. So ANR I, being I, advanced night repair by ST. I, I literally layer one or two serums and then I always put a hydrating milky serum on the top. So I'm basically mm. doing water-based or solvent-based and at the last minute I'm putting a really fine layer of a humectant on my skin. And that's enough for my mm. skin. It is. But I have normal skin. I'm 55, I'm wrinkly, I'm getting old. My skin is not getting any drier as I'm getting older. Mm. What do you think? I'm now asking Caroline a question because what do you think (laughs) of this message, which I don't know if it's true or not, that by using a really heavy cream, your skin switches off its ability to produce sebum? I don't think it does. It's a very, um, it's a very obagey thinking. It's a very dermatologist thinking. Yeah, and not all derms, you know. No. But it's, um, it's not that it, I was talking to Kate Somerville about it yesterday. Yeah, it's not that it... I don't think that it switches it off. Your skin is... If if we could switch off bodily functions by applying something topically, we'd kill cancer, you know? Mm. The skin's intelligent, but it's not rocket science. You know, it's like, come on. But I do think that we over-egg the... I think the time from 25 years ago when it was by this big thick of luxury cream, Mm. they're gone. You know, I was when I read Estee Lauder's biography... um, the whole thing is based around the her making this big, thick luxury cream that she would put on people on counter and it would transform their skin. Well, well, it does. And makeup artists who work backstage at the Oscars will use Walida Skin Food because or something as thick mm-hmm. because it compl- puts a layer of moisture on the skin that means everything you put on top of it is going to sit 
perfectly for about five hours mm-hmm. and that's all you need for an award show yeah. Yeah. and then and they'll go home they'll strip their face they'll eat a burger and they'll look like the rest of us <laughs> But also I just think, you know, when those original cold creams, iconic cold creams, or for example, eight-hour cream, when they were all formulated, there was nothing else on the market. Yeah. We are so far beyond that. So far beyond that, that. That loads of cellophane, a square pot, you open it up, tub of cream, costs mm. you between £80 and £800, and you've got a little silver spoon in it, and you put it on. Mm. Unhygienic, don't put your fingers in a pot of cream no, for I'm a start. very anti that now. And also, I think a lot of a lot of formulations are not that sophisticated, so they basically like sit on the surface of the skin, and they don't hydrate that well, and next mm. time you cleanse it off, go back to where you started. Yeah. Whereas the addition of things like glycolic acid, lactic acid, hyaluronic acid... Those things make a fundamental difference to your skin. Hence the fact, going back to Caroline's brilliant blog, by the way, she's sitting here now opening her mail because we're in Caroline's office. (laughs) That brilliant blog, I need to find the quote from Caroline. This is about getting in the scene. um, Yeah, no, the one about... um, the young girl that wrote the piece <laughs> saying that all skincare was a waste of time. Yeah. I would have said 30 years ago, probably true. Now, not the case at all. Skincare makes a fundamental difference. Skincare can cure acne. I know as I'm older, skincare can lessen pigmentation, lessen fine lines. But can we just go back to this quote at the end? Caroline Hirons at the end to the woman that said all skincare was a vain a a vain con get in the sea and take your beautiful young patronising condescending attitude and genetically blessed blemish free face with you Amen Do I at this point need to say something like said lady is not here to defend herself so that I don't get taken off the air. Anyway, why? no. Why no, do you get you, taken off the air? Screw us. Stockholm syndrome. I've got Stockholm syndrome. Um, um, I'm not. I just. I just think the skincare's come on so much, and that's why when I get sort of criticism for the blog saying saying something different eight years later, mm. I, I could have reacted defensively and, and go on the attack. But where, where's the value yeah. in that? You know, that's not what I'm interested in. So I will go back, read the original blog post, tweak it if need be. Mm. You know, then come back to the commenter and say, "Yeah, you're right. I've tweeted that now. I've, I've fixed that now." But um, you know, formulations in the last two years, like Nadine said, even in the last year, have come on swings and roundabouts from when I first trained. Mm. All we had then were like French, French pharmacy and spa brands. It was mm. all thick, lovely potions and creams, and you know, and you would I'd see my aunties and my mum and my nan all putting their lovely thick creams on at night, like Longcom Nutrix. Yeah, talk about grease. I love that cream like you would not believe, but I couldn't use it. The smell of it just takes me back to being a kid. Mm. You know, and I'm not. I love a pot. I don't mind a pot. I don't mind putting my finger in a pot because it's only my finger and it's full of preservatives. It'll be fine. You know, I wouldn't put my finger in a pot of a cream that said it was a vitamin C that was water-based because I know that the vitamin C is probably going to do nothing because it's in a water base anyway. Mm. And, you know, that kind of is a bit weird. But again, that will change in the next year or two. I think a lot of brands who have like a vitamin C content I think brands are now having to keep up with mm. the innovators so if you have an innovative brand that comes out and does something the consumer latches onto it the consumer is not then going to go back to the department store cliche of sell me CTM cleanse tone moisturise mm. they want to move on and they will challenge a brand on social media and the good brands will go absolutely we're going to reformulate we're going to do this mm. we're going to fix this you know we're going to bring out this for the same you know I just think there's so much what I love about the industry is that it is constantly changing and we should encourage it, but it's not, yeah. you know, obviously, in, like we were saying earlier, in terms of things like foundation colours, 
things you know for women of color you have to innovate a bit more quickly thank you yes and (laughs) i remember somebody saying to me ages ago there's just not the market in the uk for more colors hello fenty the queue outside by the way anybody queuing outside the front of harvey nichols there's a side entrance there's a side entrance that will take you directly to counter but absolutely and and that was really clever marketing because there are brands out there with just as many shades i haven't really talked about it before i mean obviously people like nars and stuff like that mac Mm. and stuff like that there's a market isn't mac's bestseller yeah nw is it 14 50 Yeah. yeah and has been for years so it doesn't. It, I don't understand why it didn't filter down. And I remember cutting. It's the only reason shade. it didn't filter down is because I don't know if you do brand consultancy, Caroline, but I do a lot of brand consultancy where I go over to Geneva or to Paris or something, and I speak to a room about how to how to communicate to a woman fifty plus, which would be like the equivalent of Patricia Bright going into a room and saying, "How do we communicate with black people?" Um, and basically, you look out, and there is a room of thirty-five-year-old white people, mm-hmm. and most of them are men. And you know what? In two years' time, they're going to be working on soap powders mm-hmm. or nappies. Mm-hmm. And you just go, it's not difficult. Just reflect us back. Mm-hmm. Hire us in your ads. Hire... Hire us on your team. Hire us on your teams. Well, we have this... Speak to us, even talk. if you don't hire them, because there aren't enough, maybe, women over 55 or black women who are formulating chemists, at least get them in at every step of the way mm-hmm. and say... Is this all right? Mm. Am I patronising you? Is this rubbish? Like, it's the thing, isn't it? Caroline called me out on something on social media the other day. Quite rightly so. I had commented on somebody on Instagram who I did not know. I'd mistaken this person who is actually a really good therapist. I'd mistaken them for a brand. So I'd recommended somebody underneath go to see an alternative therapist. And Caroline went, she sent you a text. So either make capital letters, but it was Nadine capital letters. <laughs> oh and no, I'm after, never going to live this down. No, and then afterwards, <laughs> I went back onto the feed, I corrected it, I went straight through to the brand, I apologised to that mm-hmm. therapist and said, absolutely, I'm so sorry, I cannot apologise enough. But to be able to stand that, then Caroline goes, I'm really sorry, was I being a dick? And I went, no, you're absolutely right. I'm a semi-powerful voice in the industry. She has a right to be offended if I come from a position of arrogance or ignorance. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was ignorance. I knew it would never be arrogant. You have to be powerful enough to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Mm. Yeah, a lot more people could do with being able to apologise. You need to be able to apologise. You need to say, I need to learn more. I'm wrong. I don't know everything. We got it wrong. We got it wrong. We got it wrong. Perfect case in point, we were talking about Brandon and Drunk Elephant. Mm. I have no idea. I only know because I interviewed Brandon on my channel and then a couple of people went, I really don't like the way he came for Drunk Elephant. I don't know why he's apologised, but he has apologised. That's really important. And donated 25 grand to her charity. Yeah. Really? An elephant charity. An elephant charity. Mm. Because you need... But I admit, you need to come from a position of, I'm fundamentally stable and confident and solid in who I am. So if you come for me, I'll admit I'm wrong. Mm. You have to admit you're wrong. And you have to move on. You have to learn and grow. Otherwise, you don't know that. And what about having these voices and feeling like, because we talked about this, this has happened on Twitter this morning, about the fact that there's a bit of an image and there's people who are being given, maybe brands are spending money with them to communicate a message and yet they are not in a position to really fully communicate that message because they might not be the right demographic, they might not really know anything about the product. I've definitely noticed that recently and it's been going on for a long time of seeing people talking about a product and just talking about top line but hashtag ad hashtag spawn do you get your followers saying 
this bothers us? No, because I think my followers are just different. They're just different. They're, they're probably a little bit older and a little bit more engaged. They're quite sussed. Mm. They're quite supportive. They dig deep. They follow these people on uh, whatever channel, you know. I YouTube don't blame them, by the way. I do. I do. I think it's the brands. I, I think the brands in the mo- at the moment, when they're, when they're dealing with digital at the moment, it's a little bit wild, wild west. Because in the olden days, if you launched a really expensive cream, you advertised it in Vogue. And if you launched a mass market cream, you advertised it in Hello. Or you advertised it in The Sun or The Daily okay. Mail. Or you advertised it during Britain's Got Talent. And you went for a reach, mm. okay? Or you went for a completely demographic. So if you had Creme de la Mer advertised, obviously, in Vogue, and Nivea advertised during Britain's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. I get that. Well, the problem is, is you've got brands now who are trying to advertise their brands, their products, via social media, so via YouTube, I think. And they're literally going for reach. So you've got quite upmarket brands or quite funky brands, or you've got disruptive brands and quite often they just go for reach which is essentially like advertising all of your products in the sun (laughs) a lot of people might see it but not all those people are going to buy it understand Mm -hmm. it get it and in social media does pretty sell or doesn't pretty sell we've talked about this before Beyonce says pretty hurts, but does pretty sell. Mm. I think traditionally... Do you like the Beyonce quote? Mm. I, I think, love that she's the I think Beyonce quote. I think traditionally pretty did sell, mm. but Facetune, filters, fakery, mm. there is a whole group of people for whom that just doesn't ring true now. Mm. And I think it started with the movement with Dove and with Boots and with not airbrushing, mm. and it's just part of a wider context I was with somebody yesterday and I just said you can spend all the money in the world on an Instagram page or a YouTube channel with some pretty girl with extensions or perfect genetically blessed boobs that sit up on their own airbrushed or boobs that sit up on their own but nobody can sell through and educate the way that Caroline Hirons can God this is like a I love you too should we do this every Friday let's do this all the time (laughs) thanks Nadine but also I think because you have a genuinely engaged intelligent audience people when people follow you on Instagram it's not to go you're so pretty oh my god you're so pretty hun oh my god bae follow me back Bay, okay. Oh, you're so. Pretty. I don't get Bay. Why don't I get Bay? Because I'm 48 and I've had 40 years. My tits don't sit up on my own. That's why. Um, and I was saying to Kate Somerville yesterday. I think it's very interesting because Kate Somerville is being asked to do a lot of social media content. And she went, Oh God, for God's sake, Nadine. I can't remember how old she is. 48, 49. She went, Oh, for God's sake, Nadine. I can't. It's not about me. And I went, No. But my feed isn't about me, and Caroline's feed isn't about her either. There is a place on social media, on Instagram, on YouTube, that is purely about empowering other women and spreading advice and information. Yeah. It's You've not about, I'm so pretty. Because otherwise, I couldn't post a picture of my face with a good conscience. It's because I. It's not about my face. It's You've about what, said, I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. Listen to me. You've always said to me, because we had the whole selfie discussion oh. quite a while ago, it's uncomfortable, but it does help with your um the algorithm supports it apparently although the algorithm's always changing and you did say at that time as long as it has has editorial purpose as long as you're trying to make a point with it and you're not just going look at me i look really awesome look at how pretty my lips are i want your likes i know um then then crack on yeah but if it's just oh god they're begging for likes oh, living for life living for on likes. the stories no. i've put a latest picture up 
go, go and give like it some it. love. Oh, go and like please. it. Or Stop the it. begging. The algorithm has changed. Can you engage oh, whatever? I don't even know what the signs are. Look, I don't even know. On. I don't even know. Maybe we're just too old. Maybe we need a platform for like grumpy old women. And I say old in the terms of I'm not Insta 25. <laughs> you know, I don't mean I don't feel old. I mean, I do today because I'm tired, but I don't feel old. Mm. And I, you're, I think I do think it's a state of mind. I think my hips might not tell me that soon. Your pockets. Your pockets is done. No, it's like I said to Kate, some of all yesterday, when she said to me, and I said the same to Polly Vernon, who I really like, she said to me, How come you're the only beauty influencer out there? She doesn't follow you, oh, Caroline. You just use the I word. Let's talk Wait, about sorry. that in a minute. Yeah. The, the only beauty content provider out there on Instagram that I do not, who posts a selfie and I don't want to punch. <laughs> and I said, I love Polly Vernon. And, I, and she started doing, she was writing a piece about how to become an influencer. She did a piece for a newspaper, which was really funny. And, she, and I said, because it's, I'm, my message isn't like me. Mm. I'm so pretty. Nobody's going to look at me and go, you're so pretty you're not trying to feed my ego all I want to do is basically give you 25 years of, of information and advice mm. because if I can do it you can do it mm. I, don't, I want to empower women I yeah. don't and you're want the same. To totally the same. no and she's the icon of it yeah, yeah that's and Sally Hughes does it as well there are enough intelligent women mm. out there doing it and I just think I did a piece the other day uh, for Space NK where I was talking to uh, we were talking about the whole Blue Monday thing and was it a whole marketing hype yeah. and the she's, first time and, I've ever been aware of Blue Monday you know, I know. well it's only because I'd written health for years that I knew, knew. And, I, and I was basically saying look if you follow somebody and when you follow them and look through they make you feel bad about yourself get off there unfollow abort. them abort. Abort. abort get abort. off <laughs> unfollow them I only follow people I mean I follow people actually that do I follow key influencers and I'm using that hideous Air in quotes. the air, air quotes thing. In the air. <laughs> in the air, air quotes thing. Um, I follow them because it's my job to, it's work. Mm. And when I engage on my social media feed, I do it with a very mindful, yeah. like I don't, I don't mindlessly go through it. Otherwise, if I didn't work in the industry, I would only follow people that A, didn't filter themselves, didn't face you, didn't lie about their age, didn't lie about their work, had the work they'd had done, didn't take... That other thing as well is because I, st- I studied um, women's studies as part of my university degree. And um, that thing about when you have a picture of somebody and it's, it's a little bit like, I'm just naturally here. I'm here on holiday. I'm on here in the spa. <laughs> I'm on my private plane. I'm in bed. Ask yourself, who took that picture? Yeah. This is a construct. Then take your brain away from that picture. Think about how it's been filtered. Think about what they're trying to say to you. Mm. And if that makes you feel bad about yourself, if looking Eject. at that person in that perf- with that perfect body in a bikini, unfollow. Mm. Because you know what? I follow Amy Schumer, Julianne Moore, Helen Mirren, mm. uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You Dreyfus. follow a handful of people. I, but, I follow, but I follow celebrities who... Rachel Evans Wood Deborah Messing Deborah Messing who do not filter and facetune mm. themselves and to see I don't know how to do it to see myself filtered back f- reflected back to see Julianne Moore I mean obviously she has pictures that she puts up that somebody else has airbrushed but to see her with no makeup on walking down the road to me is life affirming mm. it's life affirming because otherwise you just see perfect people throwing back at you and I don't need that we were watching the other day we were Caroline we were away on a press trip and we decided not to do one of the exercise classes <laughs> and instead we watched Real Housewives of New Jersey on oh the my god! but we were watching one of the, I've forgotten her name now Dolores and you were saying I love her because most of the season she's not been wearing makeup 
you're not wearing makeup today and there would be plenty of people who wouldn't do this have us two trot up and not wear makeup I've got makeup on but only because you said you wanted a picture with us all to put on main grid <laughs> main grid bit yeah um, <laughs> but I spend most of my time without makeup we're in Caroline's office if we were in my office at home I wouldn't have makeup on um, I well, just... can I just tell Caroline about the time I turned up at her house this was actually the night of the breast cancer awareness thing I turn up from work and I'm in the kitchen it was when I was doing ketosis trying to get into ketosis so I literally had slices of chicken breast and spinach and no dressing and she was like you sure we don't want simple stomach when I arrived she's in a vest and some like palazzo sort of relaxed jersey trousery type things you can tell I'm not a very good fashion person and she said, I'm just going to go up and change. And she's just, no shoes, very casual. I'm like, oh, I'm only in jeans and a jumper. This is fine. She strides downstairs <laughs> in that leopard, leopard print, full leopard leopard maxi print. and six-inch heels. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Absolutely That's great. That said, tell them what I was like when you knocked on the door at Chewton Glen. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting this. So uh, we, we had an adjoining foyer and... <laughs> We were like, oh, when the breakfast arrives, because they put these breakfast things through your hatch. Not a euphemism. And we decided to eat. <laughs> we decided to eat them on the balcony because we. I live in the centre of town, and to yeah, eat outside. Yeah, nice, lovely, lovely green, yeah, yeah. gorgeous. Uh, we should have, I think we should have been on a beach doing a five k run or something, but we were doing this instead. So I knocked on the door. Nadine opens it in just a pair of knickers. Nice. Not she, a pretty side. And she really does have Kate Moss's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Moss's mother's face. She told me it. that years ago because we were at some press launch and I was talking about the fact that I would like a breast reduction, which I still haven't had. And Nadine said to me, the only time you have to worry about a breast reduction is if you're ever doing it doggy style and you hear this. <laughs> Too late now. Don't have Stockholm Syndrome. No, you're right. It's out there. Who cares? We all have sex, Nadine. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs) She's Emma's miming it. (laughs) I'm miming the clapping. Anyway, sorry. How did we get onto you answering the door in your pants? About not wearing makeup and being comfortable and honest. We were having a really good conversation about uh, Ruth Crilly this morning. Another person I find really life-affirming on... Mm. YouTube, um, um, on Instagram as well. Just women that are just funny and self-effacing and real. I find Erica Davis yeah. really life-affirming. Yeah. She does this thing where she goes, look at my house. And she goes, and she goes Instagram, and then she turns it around and she goes, Instasham. And then she shows what her house <laughs> what actually, actually looks, looks like. like. It's, it makes my heart... I want to follow people that make my heart swell. But, but I all... think afterwards, you know what, I want to be your friend. Yeah. Let's go for a drink. I don't want to stab you. No, exactly. <laughs> In the eye. <laughs> But it's even that I feel like this whole um, honesty and sort of sharing yourself in a really controlled way has become a a really nice place on the internet. Like Sam did that video last night about being diagnosed with depression and then she did an Instagram live for an hour and she just answered any questions. And I think she it was very boundaried. She was like, there are certain things I'm going to talk about, there are certain things I'm not going to talk about because they're too personal. Yeah. But to for people to find that as a conversation because if somebody does that in a magazine like in days of yore when we'd do an interview with someone who was going through depression it, it stops there there's no dialogue yeah so that's what's really nice and that's about. when social media and digital can be incredibly empowering mm. and I think again and I'm a huge fan of Sam and Nick as well I mean apart from the fact that they have flawless skin mm. um, yeah that's what I mean about curate your feed mm. 
curate your feed so that people are so when you go on Instagram it is pure joy who do you follow Caroline? I follow loads of people who do you love to follow? Who do you find really empowering? Oh, God. Who do I always check first thing? Busy I check, Phillips. I check Ruth, Busy Phillips. Um, oh, God. Ellen. Um, oh, do I need to follow Ellen? I love a bit of yeah. Ellen. Well, it's show clips as well. It's not so much her. Um, I follow Anna Ciccone. She's my girlfriend. I follow you, Baggers. Oh, Susie Verrill. Who's Susie oh, Verrill? Susie She's the Verrill. lady who won... Uh, at the J&J Awards the other day no 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 Susie Burrell is um, a blogger who has two adorable small children called Myla and Rex but she she's also um, her partner is Greg Rutherford the long jumper but she is so funny and she because they're always you know they occasionally are in the Daily Mail and when she had her baby and he's got sort of like dirty blonde hair she had comments in the Daily Mail saying things like I can't believe we're breeding more gingers but she reads them out in a funny Tunbridge (laughs) Wells voice and she'll go well actually I think you'll find we're both very disappointed because he's actually blonde (laughs) and I love her my response to that was being I can't believe you're lucky enough to have sex with Greg (laughs) Rutherford I did he does so I follow Greg I follow Greg by default but like she'll take the piss out of him so she did you know he was on Strictly Mm. So she did a, a little thing on Insta Stories of, of his good moves on Strictly and said the moves that led to Rex. And then the next one was him doing really appallingly on a samba or something and it said the moves that did not lead to Rex. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love her. Like you put exactly what you said, Nadine. People who always have their makeup off, she's always got her boobs out, but she covers it. I don't, I don't want to see a tit. Mm. I'm all for breastfeeding. I just don't want it in my face when I'm drinking my tea in the morning. What celebrities do you, do you follow? Um, oh, God. Because I have a mix of sort of... I can't quite believe it, like Beyonce and Madonna. Mm. And then I do have the people who generally just like I had a Meryl put a picture up the other day, she goes, having lunch with the girls, and they were all these women in their late sixties, yeah. early seventies, and it was a slightly out of focus picture in a restaurant that you and I would go to. It just makes my heart sing. It really Eva does. Eva Chen. I love Eva Chen. Mm. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Gotta love a bit of Drew. Uh, See, Gary I like Lee. a bit of Drew, but I had to unfollow her because of the natural skincare. I, yeah, and the I, goop thing. When I did nearly unfollow her with goop, I did have to nearly so, unfollow right, her with goop. Yeah. Could you, because I, to be honest, I just, if I don't particularly get it or like it, I just disengage, whereas you guys all have um, a well thought out reason why you've disengaged. Please, could you explain to me goop and why it is not dangerous? Bad. Yes. Your words, not mine. Well, I mean, I mean, the easiest thing to do is go and read Dr. Jen Gunter's book. Oh, place. She, I love Jen Gunter. So, so, so Jen Gunter is a OBGYN who first took on Goop when they were recommending shoving Jade eggs oh, up your fanny. Up your, yeah. And she was like, uh, don't do that. Author of the immortal line, <laughs> I'm an OBGYN, I don't have a special vagina routine. It's like an oven, it's self-cleansing. Yeah, <laughs> but my favourite bit was, she. so she came out against them... And at first she just did it very matter-of-factly as a doctor. They came back and went at her, which I found very entertaining. That whole thing about Jim's T-shirt, underestimate, underestimate me, that'll be fun. And she now ch- and she changed her bio, her Twitter feed, because they said something like, we, we, are appro- we are appropriately confident that our doctors are blah, 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 or something. So she changed her Twitter feed to call herself appropriately confident OBGYN. <laughs> Because she was like, I basically, you know, she more or less said, I've had my head inside women's vaginas for 25 years, pretty much. But she went to Goop, the new the in-health festival they've just had in New York, mm. went in under her, her own name, bought her ticket and reviewed it. And I would just leave it there because it's very entertaining. It's a brilliant piece. I there's, a, there's a woman who talks about how she fought her cancer through good thoughts. 
there's a woman who said that um, something about a child dying and that was just his journey and the parents have to accept it like you like proper stuff where you would pick up your phone and throw it into the sea so this is this is where Nadine would be you just set fire to yourself yeah I don't think I'd be able to keep quiet no. and, and, and I'm not saying that there isn't a part of me that doesn't want to be Gwyneth Paltrow's and Chelsea Handler's best friends trust me um They'd but, be so lucky. But honestly, hand on heart, somebody said to me the other day, what do you think of Goop skincare? And I said, never tried it. You have I bought the whole lot. Never, never tried it, but wouldn't buy into that brand full stop because I find it really dangerous. And I find the disordered eating that it promotes yeah. highly dangerous yeah. and highly suspect. I don't buy the natural skincare is better. No. I just... I toxic. Just, toxic. 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 Oh. Chemical-free, toxic-free skincare. It's all utter bollocks. This is a huge, huge thing right now, isn't it, of toxic skincare. Why? Because whenever you, Sam Farmer, there's a lot, lot of oh, people I love on Sam Farmer. Brilliant. If you... So people say, oh, if you put it on your skin, your body absorbs it and you're poisoning yourself. Caroline, anything you want to add to that? No. Uh, well, you know, not in language that's probably appropriate for a podcast. Um, uh, skincare is not toxic. There's nothing on the market that's going to kill you. you. You have a liver and a kidney. They detox you. They mm. do it quite well. If they don't, you'd know about it because you'd be in hospital and you'd probably be a nice shade of yellow. Mm. You know, and it's insulting to me that to people who have genuine medical issues. It pisses me off mm. no end. And I've kind of stopped. I won't engage in anyone who's like very actively um, sort of anti-vaxxers, mm. pro green when they use words like toxic they lose me you know and so i can't it it, it brings me i had to stop last year because when my son got mumps and was hospitalized mm. and i did the blog post about it saying sorry i've been away guys you know he had mumps we've been in hospital blah 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 i nearly killed him an anti-vaxxer jumped on the comments and i i came from a very calm place but i was basically you need to stay away from me and my children mm. you're irresponsible get off my page and i can't I just it just sends me into a get a I can't like what I'm, I'm not naming names because it's not my story but there is a very famous clean eating healthy guru that told a friend of mine who had breast cancer that essentially she wasn't surprised because of the way she ate she basically told my friend it was her fault that it was her fault she got breast cancer no and I met her at a launch the other day and it was much as I could do to stop myself from punching her yeah smug bitch if I, well, if how I, dare you how dare if you I, tell if I if I was that. near someone when they said that I would intervene mm. I would have to intervene well, it really upset the person who of had breast cancer of course it was um, it was also uh, you got triggered already because you um, some I ordered a soy latte the, the other day and um, there was a health guru at the, nearby. And as I had ordered it, Nadine said to me, you're not worried about the phytoestrogens in that? And before I could even answer, this health guru chimed in and said something. And I just thought, I'm going to have to come between them. <laughs> I'm gonna also, she was 23 them. and a fitness instructor with no nutritional qualifications. Wait, she said that to you? She's, no, she's... She said to me, Nadine, Nadine didn't she? She, I didn't realise. She said I had a soy, and, I, and, and you have to be really careful. If you have hormonal issues, which mm. you do, and yeah. you've owned them, and you have a lot of soy, you do have to be careful. Like, you would need to tell your, um, your hormone doctor that you'd have a lot of soy, because you don't know how your body mm -hmm. is Met metabolising yeah. that. And, um, 
and uh, she basically went, it's not a problem. And then, then what did I say something about, I can't eat beans and pulses, which I do privately, but because, because I do not want to fart, fart at home in, in peace. your face. Yes. So I don't eat publicly. So we turned up for lunch and there was a, was a massive piece of broccoli. I, I know think. they offered you some cauliflower. And loads of cauliflower and beans and pulses. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, if we're going to do yoga later, I really can't eat this. <laughs> said the expert leaned across the expert and again I'm using air quotes looked across me and she went if you buy organic and you triple triple wash them you'll be fine oh and Emma put her hand under the table and just squeezed my knee in a sort of don't kill her don't kill her it'll be fine it'll be fine you know Dadeen usually wears five inch heels they were they were kicking me in the shit under the table I can't deal because you are a nudger and a kicker I just I'm firmly on the side of science Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely firmly on the side of science and the the clever thing about science is is it's it's not fact until it's proven and it continually changes because they're continually discovering new things but woo crystals uh, uh, marketing hype around things toxins chemical free so natural skincare things like natural deodorant thoughts Uh, the argument with natural deodorants was primarily um, aluminium aluminium which is the idea that if you uh, use an aluminium salt and you block your sweat glands you'll have a build up of toxins you won't you'll sweat somewhere else or it's the paraben thing that original study as in parabens cause cancer rubbish a lot of parabens are found in the food we eat every day apples contain parabens it's rubbish I'm not anti-parabens and the first paraben study that was done was done by a company that offered an alternative preservative system and also uh, that original study which was the parabens found in breast cancer cells um, what you've got to realise is the pipettes and the petri dishes and the flasks that they use in a lab are all covered in parabens Mm. they just are and and and, and I don't, you know, I've, I've spoken to people like Liz Earl about it, and I've said, why, why did you go paraben free? She went, Nadine, they're completely safe. That's what the consumer wants. That's what the consumer wants. It's scaremongering. What I'm saying to you now, hand on heart, is there are alternatives to parabens. Obviously, there are a whole generation of, of products because these skincare companies have been forced to develop them. They've not been tested. They've not been used on skin for 20 or 30 years. You're the guinea pig for them. You go for it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you buy a pot of oils, less so, Balms less so, but if you buy a pot of water-based something that has got is paraben-free or chemical-free, and you put your fingers in it, and you come back, that will literally be like a petri dish. I mean, you know, a lot of people leave their lids off of creams, flush the toilet, and then the oh, toilet comes nice. up without parabens. You'd have mold all over that. Thank God for parabens. Thank God for science. Thank God for chemotherapy. <laughs> Thank God for antibiotics. Thank God for drugs. I wouldn't be here without them. Right. Or oh, not God. The scientists. No, no, I don't I mean like, thank God, actually. I don't believe in God. I believe in science. I like the, uh, uh, Neil, Degre- you know Neil deGrasse Tyson? Neil, oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. The good thing about single? science is that it's true whether you believe it or not. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> and also, he's hot. Do you think he's single? Yeah. yeah. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> right, I, we've rang He was taking down the blue moon, the super moon the other day. Oh, God. He took, he took down, he took down, he didn't take down the supermoon. He just said, how can it honestly be a supermoon? Do you understand how this works? <laughs> the orbit is not a, a perfect circle. Therefore, at certain times it is closer. It does not mean that it is a bigger moon, you bunch of idiots. Nice. Someone must find that, put it on my Facebook What are we feed. up to? How many hours have we done? Uh, we've done eight hours. So Split it into two. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to ask you about acids because I feel like I can't, talk about acids do you want to start 
I can't have Caroline Hirons in the room and not talk about acids. Right, and here's my observation. Okay. And this comes... Uh, I was already going to ask you about this. She's, she's adopted the um, university challenge pose at the table. <laughs> I'm listening. Go ahead, right. Brian. I was already going to bring Your this up. The start of 10 University of Life is... <laughs> and then... Alterbridge. There is... Uh, we saw something this morning. Mm-hmm. And which was bringing up percentages. So... I have a twofold question now with acids. Mm -hmm. All the different types and understanding what it does in very simple terms. And also, I'm beginning to worry, and I wonder if you agree, whether brands are now going to stop putting percentages everywhere in order to confuse and just make a lot of noise about acids so that everyone thinks, oh, I need a 10%, I need this, I need this. Mm -hmm. But then actually, that 10% isn't representative of the acids, it's representative of something else. And it's just going to become a marketing thing. I am. Um, At this point, listeners, it became essential for us all to pop and have a loo break. So that's why we are going to pause it here. So, in order to find out the answer to that question, in answer to find out what, in answer to, in order to find out what Caroline's thoughts are and Nadine's thoughts are on acids and a whole lot more, trust and believe there's another hour of this, please tune in. Same time next week to The Emma Gunn Show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.